Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Hello and welcome to the Leveling Up podcast with me, George Swift. The Leveling Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development and the business growth that you, the ambitious business owner, desires. I'm here to give you the inspiration, the motivation, but above all else, as always, to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Don't forget, subscribe to this podcast and never miss an episode. And in this episode, we're going to do things slightly differently. I want to keep this theme going all week long. It's that of Lucky Dip. We're going to be talking about whatever topic is randomly generated by me flicking through my book, 67 Kick-Ass Philosophies for Small Business Owners. I reworked this book. I put it up on Amazon. It's available on Kindle. If you're interested in it, I'll put the link in the descriptions below. If you want to buy the paperback version, the one that I'm going through right now, then uh, you can find that at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk and you'll see an option there to buy this book and get the hard copy in front of you. What I'm going to do today is I'm going to fan through this book and wherever it stops, nobody knows, and we're just going to talk about that topic. It may be one topic for the entire podcast. It may be that we do it two or three times. I do not know. Isn't it exciting? Uh, it's something different at the very least. Okay, so this book, 67 Kick-Ass Philosophies for Small Business Owners. It's an easy read. It's 67 philosophies, as it says on the cover. Each page has a simple philosophy. However, it's profound when you apply it to a small business owner. And then on the adjacent page, I talk about what I mean by that philosophy. However, the challenge of this book is not really about listening to me and what I mean, but actually to challenge you to look at the philosophy and look at how you can apply it in your own business. So without further ado, I will fan through this. Don't know if you could hear that, uh, but I genuinely am doing this as uh, I'm recording this live. And we've opened up to page 118 and it says, success is a mind game. Success is a mind game. So first of all, I'm going to read what I wrote in the book and then we will discuss it further. It's well known that sporting performance is predominantly a mind game. A sports person can't be better or worse from one game to the next. Yet we regularly see athletes, players and teams being wildly inconsistent in their performance. Their mindset is the biggest contributory factor to these inconsistencies. I worked with a rugby club that had barely won a game in the preceding years. They were heading for their fifth consecutive relegation. When I was approached to work with them, it was halfway through the season and they were at the bottom of the division. After their first mindset session with me, they won their next match. In fact, they absolutely trounced their opposition. I continued to work with them for the rest of the season and things got better and better. If you took the second half of the season in isolation, they would have ended high in the league table. If you took the last quarter of the season in isolation, they would very likely have gone up a division. It's impossible to be physically that much better that quickly. The only changes were mindset changes. It's been documented that winning is 80% mindset. In fact, Sir Clive Woodward, famed for taking the England rugby team to World Cup victory in 2003, was a huge proponent of having the right mindset and believed it to be at least 90% of success. His approach, philosophy and success certainly reflect this. So that's what the book had to say about this. 
It's so widely accepted now that mindset is such a major part of winning, not only in sports, but also in business, in life generally, that actually behind every truly successful sports person, sports team, sports personality is almost certain to have a mindset person working with them, alongside them. They might call themselves a sports psychologist. It just might be a mindset coach. It might be a sports coach that just heavily leans on sports psychology and mindset. Behind world leaders, there's coaches, there's mentors, not just in terms of tactics, but very much in terms of their mindset, their attitude, their approach, their discipline levels, their motivation, their drive, their confidence. It's such a huge part of success that you and I cannot ignore this either. Across the whole of my success groups and stream growth masterminds, still so much of the content that I make available for those people comes back to mindset or to the attitudinal aspects of creating success. If you're a bigger business and you're employing staff, or if you have people that outsource for you, or just your, your team, whatever you might call that, your team, your client base, it has a culture. And actually what determines that culture is mindset and attitude and behaviours. And our mindset gives rise to our attitudes, our attitudes give rise to our behaviours, and our behaviours are our actions, and obviously all actions have reactions, and those reactions are in the form of our results. So if we're not getting the results that we want out of life, if we're not getting the results out of an action that we're taking, we're not getting the results out of our own performance, then rather than just blaming something else, being a victim of it, or just feeling like, you know, you're shit, what you need to do is look actually into yourself first and foremost and say, right, am I being the biggest limiting factor here in this result? Nine times out of 10, 99 times out of 100, the answer is yes. This is where it comes back to being totally responsible for your own success, being responsible for your own business, being responsible for your own actions and your own behaviors. And therefore, you have to be also responsible for what you get back, even when what you get back might not be what you desired and might be a reflection of something within yourself that maybe you'd rather not see. And that's why I say, you know, people that work on their mindset, people that work on their their own personality development, their personal development, it's not for the weak. It's not for those people who are broken and weak and useless in some way. You know, so many people feel that personal development is for the weak and the broken. It's really not. It's for the strong. And the fact that every major world leader, every major political figure, every sports person, sports team, the fact that they have people that work specifically on their psychology, on their mindset, on their own personal development shows you just how important this factor is to your own success. So here's the thing, if you haven't taken your own mindset under task, if you haven't looked at your attitudes, if you haven't looked at your own behaviors, if you haven't even looked at your results and wondered what it is that you're doing that's creating these repeated patterns in your business, in your life around you, you want to come back and put the microscope on yourself and start looking at yourself. And the way you start to get an understanding of how your mind is set up, mindset, how your mind is set up is by looking at your behaviors and looking at what you're doing, because that gives you a real clear insight into your your attitude towards things or your attitude towards one particular aspect of the wider picture of business or life. And then when you look at your attitude, you start to get a real clear understanding of your thought processes. And then you can start looking at things like your mindset. So you start looking at what your belief systems are, what your expectations are, 
what you believe is right and wrong, who you believe you are, what you believe you should be doing and shouldn't be doing. And just looking at your own expectations, what you expect to get out of life, what you expect from yourself, what you expect from other people. And then you start to realize that actually how our mind is set up starts to then exert itself through our attitudes and our behaviors into the world around us. And that is reflected in the results that we have. So success, when you look at this, really is a mind game. Okay, let's go for another one. I shall flip the book and uh, where she goes, nobody knows. Okay, the most important trait of an entrepreneur is their fight. Here's what the book has to say. One of the most important character traits in an entrepreneur is their fight. This isn't to say you should be tackling everything head on or battling your way through life. I'm talking about grit, determination, resilience, and taking responsibility for your life instead of being a victim of circumstance. I'm talking about doing whatever it takes to achieve what's important to you. I'm talking about never compromising on your vision and standing strong on your agenda and your goals. It's about stepping up when it would be easier to back down. It's about doing what you need to do even when you don't want to do it. I'm talking about knowing what you want from life and tirelessly dedicating yourself to it. It's taking chances and being brave, jumping opportunities to progress yourself or your business even though it terrifies you and then following through. The fighter has conviction in spades and bucket loads of commitment. They get up when they've been knocked down and are stronger and more determined because of it. Fighting is about daring to live a life that matters, even when it's exhausting or uncomfortable. That's the kind of fight worth cultivating because that's what it's going to take to succeed. Fighting harder is a concept that if you have spent any amount of time with me, whether it's on my social media, on this podcast, whether you're in one of my groups or you come and hear me speak, you would have heard me say, not just once, not just a few times, but many, many times. The reason being is really simple. It takes real fight to succeed at anything. And when I talk about fight, as I said in the text of that book, it's not about scrapping it out with the world. It's not about picking fights with any individuals in the world. It's about that grit and that determination. It's about that persistence. It's about becoming tolerant to discomfort. It's about moving forward even when it's really hard. It's about picking yourself up when you get knocked down. Because fundamentally, anything worth succeeding at in life is just not going to come without you having to take a few shots, without you having to take a few hits. It's impossible to become great at something. It's impossible to truly succeed at something without having to fail, without having to deal with some really difficult, challenging situations. It's also about battling your own inner demons, you know, some of these character traits, characteristics, the mindset, the attitude stuff we were talking about earlier that might actually be not congruent with what it is you're trying to achieve. So people who want to be successful in business but have issues around money or greed, people who want to be successful in business but they don't want to be a bad parent because they feel that if they work too hard, they've learned that that means that they're being a bad mum or a bad dad. So we have to combat those inner enemies as well. In fact, it was Sun Tzu who wrote The Art of War and he talks about the three enemies and he talks about the enemy that is the actual enemy, the enemy that's trying to beat you. In terms of war, it's the one that's trying to kill you, kill your troops. In life and in business, these would be people that are actively your adversaries. These might be people that actively are trying to bring you down or actively trying to beat you. Now, fortunately, in life and in business today, very few people out there are true enemies, okay? But he also talks about the terrain, the landscape being an enemy that needs to be conquered, 
And the landscape and the terrain in terms of the battlefield was very much about, you know, is it wet? Is it muddy? Is it dry? Is it uphill? What are the features on that landscape? The rivers, the trees, the rocks. And how do you overcome those enemies so that you can be victorious on the battlefield. Now, in modern day business, for example, we're not literally talking about the physical terrain. What we're talking about here is the metaphorical terrain, the metaphorical landscape. So right now in the Western world, we are in a very sticky situation financially. Our economies are crashing. The UK, more than pretty much anybody, or certainly as much as anybody else, you know, we are staring down the barrel of some tough economic times. That's the landscape. That's the enemy that we are all facing as small business owners and that's what we also have to conquer it's the enemy that is the terrain the landscape in this case the economic landscape and then he talks about the enemy within he talks about the enemy within being the toughest battle of all overcoming yourself overcoming your own demons battling your own demons so that you can come through as the best version of yourself so you can bring everything that you have access to within yourself, your true potential so that you can go out there and you can increase what you can achieve in life. Again, on the battlefield, this would be the hearts and minds of the troops. This would be the minds of the troops that feel they've been conquered already before the battles even started, uh, their hunger, their fatigue, and the way that that plays out in their mindset. They're feeling weak. They're wanting to retreat. They're wanting to give in. It's issues they might have with their morale. In your business, you can probably relate to much of that. Hopefully not the hunger, but you could probably relate to the fatigue, the wanting to give up, the, the feeling that the trudgery is just going on and on and staring down what might feel like a bit of an abyss when you watch mainstream media about what's happening to the world right now and the economy. And it's keeping control of those inner demons that would have you give up or to back down or to step away or to retreat. And it's overcoming those inner inner demons and battling the inner enemy, which is the one within you that would have you be defeated, the one that would be defeated without even putting up the fight. So in life, in business, in everything, we must conquer our own demons inside ourselves, but we must also still continue to navigate the landscape that will always throw up challenges for us. And we will occasionally come across genuine adversaries, people who are actively out to try and bring us down. Very few and far between, thank goodness, but they are out there. And you'll have to go through each of these and you'll have to go through each of these many times in order to achieve success. And therefore, you need that grit, that determination, that perseverance to be able to keep moving forward. Sometimes I describe life and business like whack-a-mole, you know, like you think you've solved one problem and then the next problem pops up and you hit that one down and the next problem, the next problem. And then the problem you thought you'd resolved before, that pops back up again, maybe literally exactly the same or maybe it pops up in a slightly different guise and you're hitting that one down again and you're hitting all these things and you think you've conquered your inner demons and then they come up again in even fuller force and you're like, wow, you know, I just want to give up. I just, you know, it's just never ending. So a big part of success is about staying in the game. A big part of success is about still standing on that battlefield. And it's not about literally taking the world on like it's a fight. It's not going out there and trying to bring anyone else down. It's not going out there with that energy of, you know, I want to hurt, I want to kill, I want to destroy. But it's bringing that inner fight, that resilience that you need in order to keep moving forward. Right, let's do one more. We've got time here for a quick one. Let's see where she stops. 
Okay, and it stopped at exactly the same one again. The most important trait of an entrepreneur is their fight. I'm not going to go into that one again. That'd be crazy. But I find it very interesting that it should come up twice in a row like that. So definitely take heed and ask yourself, where do you maybe need more fight? It shows it's live though, right? Okay, let's go again. Application versus ability. Okay, so I've talked about this many times, and here's what it says in the book. As a busy entrepreneur wanting to grow your business, where do you invest your time, money, and energy? Sales training, maybe, marketing, lead generation, a new website, Facebook ads, SEO, Google AdWords. The list goes on. It's a minefield. I have a presupposition that you are already far better than the results you are getting, and there's huge growth available to you if you apply more of the ability you currently have. I believe you already possess enough skill to dramatically improve your results. I'm talking two times, four times or more. You need to invest in your mindset. Your mindset determines your attitude and your attitude determines your actions and behaviors, which in turn dictate your results. When was the last time you really surprised yourself with your own performance? Was it last week, last month, perhaps several months ago? You need to understand that it wasn't a fluke or down to alignment of the stars. Those moments of exceptional performance when you were truly on fire were glimpses of your true capability. You've been getting these insights into your awesomeness throughout your life. Imagine having one of those moments every week. Imagine having multiple awesome moments every single day. Then imagine consistently operating at this level. How far could you take your business? So again, this is a topic I talk about quite a bit. When I used to deliver a lot of content into bigger businesses and corporates, there was always budget for sales training, always budget for employee training, but there was never really any budget for what I did. I used to go in there and look at their personal performance. I'd go and look at their mindset, their attitudes, their behaviors, their cultures, and help them create successful individuals and successful work teams. And the hard thing was trying to show people that if you give people more skill, if you give them more talent, but you don't address the mindset issues or you don't address the application issues, then fundamentally you're just giving people or yourself more stuff not to use. The truth of the matter is very few of us come anywhere near to consistently performing at our best. When we look at people who do consistently perform at a high level, we are looking at top-level athletes, top-level business people, top-level musicians and artists and film directors and any other walk of life. These are people that apply themselves consistently at a very high level, near on their best performance consistently. And that's what it takes to truly succeed at that kind of level. For most of us, we just don't do it. We have momentary glimpses of what's possible. We have momentary glimpses of how awesome we are. We've had these little glimpses in our past of just what we could achieve but they're so small and so fleeting that we put them down to chance happenings or luck or, as I said there, the alignment of the stars. The truth of the matter is, as I've said there, you can't perform any better than you can perform. You can't run any faster than you can run. You can't jump any further than you can jump. And therefore, when you have a good day, inverted commas, when you have a personal best, that's just a glimpse of what you're able to perform at day on day consistently. 
Yes, there's some external factors that may come into play. If you're an athlete, there's altitude and there might be, you know, down to the running track and the wind and who knows, right? But fundamentally, your performance is determined by how much of what you've got access to can you bring to the forefront when you absolutely need it. And therefore, whilst I do believe you continually need to improve yourself, I do absolutely you know, adhere to it myself. I'm constantly educating myself. I'm constantly refining my craft, getting better at what it is that I do. But fundamentally for myself and every single one of you out there right now listening to this, the biggest improvements to your results are not going to come from you being any better at what you do, but from you applying more of what you've already got. And this is my presupposition. You are already way better than what you're currently getting a result. You're already way more talented than what your business success would show. And therefore, we have to plug that gap. And that gap, as we've already explored here on the other philosophies, is more often than not, it's the inner enemy. It's your doubts. It's your fears. It's your lack of understanding of the true rewards of what you're going for. It's your pain threshold. It's your threshold for discomfort. You know, when something feels like hard work, it's understanding what you really want. And it's being determined enough to fight for that and to actually go out there and make that happen. It's having enough reasons for putting yourself through that discomfort. It's about consistently challenging yourself to always bring more of what you've got, to push yourself every single day. Just like the athlete that goes to the gym and tries to lift a little bit more weight every day, tries to run a little bit faster or a little bit further every single day. In business and in life, we need to do the same as well. We need to look at our performances. We need to consistently keep pushing that performance. If you do that, not only will you obviously be performing at a much higher level, but you also start to build the habit of tapping into that potential that you already have within yourself. On top of that, what you will also do is obviously train and condition your best performance to be even better. So in other words, the possibility of what you have access to within yourself increases because the potential that you have increases and then you build the habit of consistently tapping into more of that potential and more of that possibility. Okay, nice one guys. So how does that relate to you? How does that relate to what you're going through right now, what you're working on right now? How and where in your life and your business can you apply those philosophies? Where are the gaps in your game? If you want to get a copy of that book, it's available right now on Amazon Kindle. If you just go to Amazon and you search 67 Kickass Philosophies, you'll find it there. If you want a paperback version of that book, then you can go to our website and you can order it direct from us. I'll put the links to both Amazon and my website in the descriptions of this episode. Don't forget also, if you haven't yet done the six-figure fast track and you're a five-figure business doing 20, 30, 40, 50, 60K, you might even be even starting up doing 10K. There's so many lessons that you need to know about as a small business entrepreneur to get your business to that 100K or more. And the challenge is to do it in 12 months or less. Get yourself on the six-figure fast track. Take your business to 100K or more in 12 months or less. Again, I'll put the link in the descriptions, but it's biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk forward slash fast track 
Get yourself onto that webinar, that's masterclass. I take you through the six-figure mindset, the six-figure business model, and the six-figure methodology. What you need to do, and more importantly, what you need to stop doing in order to hit that 100K as fast as humanly possible. I will see you next time. We'll do this again. I'm going to keep this theme going all week. Until then, as always, be successful. Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. 